Hello, I'm Murray Newlands. You're listening to the How To CEO podcast. Thank you very much for listening to the show once again. Today, we're going to be talking about what CEOs need to know about e-commerce and selling products online. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Luke Baird. He has an apparel brand as well as an agency that helps other companies sell products online. Luke, please do give more of an introduction to yourself and, uh, and what you do. Certainly. So my name is Luke. I currently own a digital marketing agency called Heavy Media. Um, we specialize in e-commerce marketing for all sorts of products that are basically sold online. Our primary channels that we work with is Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest, as well as a little bit of Snapchat. In addition to that, I also own an apparel brand called Tumbleroot, which is a country western based brand. Um, the best way to sort of frame this for you is understanding what women actually wear to concert series like Stagecoach. So it's very common that um, you'll see a lot of our product and events like that. So let's look at this from the perspective of you as the owner of Tumbleweed. You bought this company, you bought this brand. Talk me through the process of what was your thinking behind that? Why did you buy it? How did you buy it? And, and how are you scaling it? Mm -hmm. So I had worked in the country Western space initially when I first got into e-commerce marketing. I had a client that I worked with for a long period of time that was a rodeo-based client. And... I learned the space really well. Since then, me and that partner or that, that client have parted ways. And one of my other clients actually had Tumbleroot for sale. And they said, hey, would you, would you like to buy this from us? They had actually gone down another path with another e-commerce company. I said, hmm, sure, I'd, I'd be happy to buy it from you. So we went through a negotiation phase on it and I did some audits on the business. Um, instead of buying the business outright, right away, I actually did something called like a purchase order on it or a, um, like an intent to buy. So I would pay them a certain amount of money to basically own the business theoretically for about six months. Um, I wouldn't get that cash back, but it would allow me time to essentially validate or invalidate whether or not I wanted to complete the purchase on the business. Um, after about six months, I did my full evaluation, looked at the customer history. The brand had been sort of dormant for about two and a half years. And I said, yeah, this is definitely an opportunity I would like to take. And long-term also, it's really nice to have an, like an e-commerce brand housed within an agency because when you go to clients and they ask you certain questions about specific strategies or certain new things, you can actually test those strategies out on your own in-house brand to validate or invalidate them. So I can come to a client and go, yeah, this is a strategy I've worked with and I can actually save you money because I know all the pitfalls that could come from the strategy, let's say. That's fantastic. And so... That gives you great insights, both from your own company and then obviously working with other companies as to, as to what, how to be successful. Mm -hmm. So thinking about uh, selling apparel, selling uh, physical goods online, what are the, what are the things that CEOs, uh, the key things that CEOs really need to know? Uh, primarily risk mitigation. Risk mitigation, can I say that? So what, what ends up happening a lot in e-commerce is you'll have people who have these sort of high ideas that they want to deploy all these products and launch them and, and see if they work and invest a lot of money into them. The model that I actually go for is try to lower your cost by drop shipping a product or using a print-on-demand service to validate whether or not that product actually is going to sell for you. So oftentimes I will set up a design and I will launch ads based on that design and see if it actually converts on social media. If it doesn't end up converting, then I'll invest the money into the inventory. If it doesn't convert, then I haven't invested $5,000 into one shirt that I know is not going to move. Interesting. So it, um, and then talk about how do you, how are you scaling that? How, how, are you scaling? Keep that, how do you scale it and how do you keep it differentiated? Because there are so many people yeah. selling a power products online. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd say pick a niche to get rich. <laughs> 
to be honest, uh, above all else, uh, find your customer and really serve your customer as best as you possibly can. Um, I think that, at least from what I've seen, there's a crap ton of apparel brands out there. It's really easy to launch an apparel brand these days. I mean, you hire a designer, you know, you pick your sort of niche that you're going after, and then you start running ads against it. But um, one thing that I really, really, really would, I would want to recommend to a CEO is understanding that brand loyalty is key, not necessarily product loyalty. So people come to Tumbleroot because they like the brand, not necessarily because they like the product. They like the experience that we're providing them. So that's one big tip that I would give to anybody trying to start a company. So as a as a clothing company, how do you how do you build that brand loyalty? How do you build that experience? Engaging with your customers as much as possible on social media, um, doing giveaways, just trying to be present with them. I know every week I've had a goal the last few weeks where I'm actually reaching out to an influencer or or somebody who follows Tumbleroot that has a decent following of like 2,000 plus. And it's been like, hey, I've seen that you've looked at our product a lot, you've liked our post, or you've engaged with us. We'd love to send you a free shirt. And all that we ask in return is four photos. Then boom, I instantly can get content from them right away. I have established a certain layer of relationship with them. And it's promotion at a really low cost because it only cost me 20 bucks to send a shirt to somebody. And, and what kind of a scalability does that have? Because that doesn't, that doesn't sound super scalable. How, how are you going to scale this as a business? How am I going to scale this as a business? Well, for every dollar I put in, hopefully I'm getting at least $2 plus back. Um, so making sure that your ads are, are tight overall. Um, the biggest thing that a lot of people misinterpret, I would say, with advertisement is Facebook is a channel for acquisition, not necessarily for a channel in, in making a huge ROI. So big... Well-established e-commerce companies understand this one thing. If you can pay to gain new customers and then have the back end of your system tight, you'll make way more money than if you were just trying to make a profit off your initial acquisition of a customer. The real money comes from sending them an email or sending them a message, um, something through Facebook Messenger or something like that to buy again because then you're doing stuff for pennies on the dollar. So it's all about the, the post-acquisition emails. Uh, mm -hmm. Yes, post-acquisition is the biggest key. You want to have, at least with an apparel brand, Think of it as um, it's all based off of seasonality. So your four seasons in the year, um, you should be trying to launch products at, at a base level around those seasons. And then how long are you looking at as a, as a customer cycle? How, how long do these customers stick around? They just um, through Facebook the, ads. Because I know a lot of people the, are thinking, do they really stay around? Are they really paying yeah, purchase? Yeah. So repeat buyer rate, that would be good for an e-commerce company, like 1.8 to two and a half times per year on a net would be actually really solid. On this one, we're seeing like a 1.6, I think was the last number I looked at for Tumbleroot. But that's also because we get a lot of people for, uh, the, the big selling time is summer because that's when all the concert series and festivals are happening for this category. So we get a lot of people buying then. And then we get a decent influx at the holiday time of customers coming back for like sweatshirts and beanies and scarves and that kind of stuff. And then if they're going to those specific concerts, do you actually then go to those in person as well? Or um, we, all online? Yeah, we have before. Um, the, the previous owners of the business actually did this quite a bit. Um, I have a retail rep who um, sells a variety of other items at concert series. So I actually send him every year, you know, a big, like six boxes of clothing. And I say, well, you know, let, let me know what you sold at the end of the summer or something like that. And then we'll just, you know, we'll split the difference. And we actually, the, the deal is really nice where we just kind of split the margin, the profit on it. So it's, you know, he he's housing it and trugging it around and stuff like that. So I think it's a pretty fair deal between the two of us. And he gets inventory that doesn't have to invest in either, which is really nice. And then why do you do that? Like, do you find that the customers 
then see it and come back, what kind of difference does that make to you? Or is it really hard to say? Um, I, I would say if I was actually going to these concert series, it would be a high touch point for me. Um, the brand kind of does get diluted amongst the, the other brands that he does carry at those things. But I, I think it's just, hey, getting the eyeballs on the product at the end of the day is what matters the most. So beyond just beyond those elements, what other things the CEOs need to know about building that e-commerce uh, brand? Are you entirely reliant on, on Shopify, on Amazon? Uh, what are the key factors there? Okay, so there's a handful of things in this. Let's see. Number one, don't subscribe to a single channel when it comes to customer acquisition. Um, if you end up doing that and let's say something changes within Facebook, you potentially could just wipe out your business because your cost per acquisition could go through the roof. Um, we saw something like this happen on Pinterest when they changed their, their single tap method to a double tap method. And Basically, what ended up happening is you had to pay for two clicks instead of paying for one click, which was the norm before. So our, our cost per click just doubled overnight, which sucked. Um, in addition to that, I would say platform-wise, if you're looking to set up an e-commerce company, Shopify is the way to go. Um, depending on your size, your size of your business, you may want to move to something like Magento or let's say Salesforce Commerce Cloud. But um, if you're just starting up and you're making less than 20 million a year online, Shopify is the way to go. It's going to solve a lot of your issues right out the gate. And I've seen this happen time and time again with clients where we end up building their site and they've built something on WooCommerce or something like that. Just like kind of garbage <laughs> overall. Shopify really out of the box provides you with a lot of those features that you, you would really want. And here's, here's a case in point at a company that I'm working with where they were on, what is it called? I can't remember the name of it. They were on some e-commerce platform that was like a sub part of Webflow e-commerce that they were on. And they told me that Webflow e-commerce doesn't allow you to do partial refunds. Like what? Like such a simple feature to have, but it doesn't offer it. And Shopify obviously offers that feature. So they can make a huge difference. And then mm -hmm. who else have you uh, learned from? And on what experiences have you learned from, from other uh, CEOs that you brought into this business? Um, I would say that the number one most recent one that I've learned a significant amount from is the CEO of a company called ReadyRig. They're, they're a client of mine, and they were in a tough situation with their website, looking to sort of transfer everything on over to a new Shopify site, site unload some stuff that they, they needed just operationally. And I remember when we launched the site, I had just a really nice in-depth conversation with the founder of it. And he made no reference to like overall revenue and profit of the business. He made reference to how the product influences everybody in the world, that he sort of appealed to a higher reason that um, the, the product they sell is specifically for camera operators. Mm -hmm. It's like a full bodysuit camera operator thing. Like think of a, a gimbal built around your body. It's a really cool right. product. And that, that sort of conversation was, eye-opening to me in understanding that you should be thinking about a higher reason than just trying to sell more product. That, hey, we're, we're giving something to the world that people want to share and engage with, interact with, and that there's a certain amount of satisfaction that comes from being able to do that from a product. So how is that reflected in your business? Um, it's honestly made me reflect a lot in my business on how I'm mission-driven myself. Um, I'd say the biggest thing for me is I really like helping people. And that's part of the reason why I honestly am still in the agency game. I like assisting people, aiding people. And I also am 
constantly learning by doing this. Um, Tumble Root does provide a certain amount of income for me, but my main driver obviously is what I make off of doing marketing work for other people. Um, not to say that the long-term vision isn't to have Tumble Root be my primary thing, but I feel like I have the opportunity to both benefit myself and benefit the others by doing what I do. That's phenomenal. Um, if you were setting out in this, in the e-commerce game, and you just want to find out more information, where would you find out? Where's, where can I find great information about this? Okay, YouTube is awesome. Podcasts are awesome. I'd say on YouTube, watch out maybe for dropshippers drop and stuff like that. Like there's a lot of crappy content out there surrounding that. Um, another way that I would recommend going about researching this stuff is pick a company, let's say like Klaviyo. They're an email service that I currently use for all of my e-commerce clients. Go to their YouTube videos instead and watch their tutorials. So pick a company that's producing content in that way and use that as your education versus somebody who's made some sort of video that has an affiliate link in it, which ends up happening quite a bit. And then the other thing is also podcasts are great for this too, because you can hear whether or not somebody is truly doing something within a podcast right. um, where somebody who makes a video, I feel like can sort of twist the truth a little bit. Um, if the podcast host is good at sort of drilling down on those, those points that might not make sense out of the mouth of the guest, you can take it with a grain of salt or not. But I'll say actually, when I first got into e-commerce, one of my, my first client asked me, Hey, can you rebuild my website? I was doing WordPress websites at the time. And I said, well, I don't really do e-commerce. She's like, take six months and learn it. I said, okay, I'll take six months and learn it. She's like, let me know how much, how much is it going to cost? And I took those six months and my primary education tool was actually listening to podcasts. I listened to the Shopify Masters podcast and there were like several others that I, I tuned into and I would just, you know, have it on my car, in my car or something like that, or be listening to it while I was doing other work and just take note of like, oh, here's an app that sounds cool. Or, oh, this strategy sounds interesting. And through that six month cycle, I eventually became relatively versed in what Shopify actually had to offer. That's awesome. Thank you very much. Thank you. Great tips and advice. If people want to connect with you, how do they do that? Um, easiest way to connect with me is either find me on LinkedIn or actually, if you want to message me at all, just uh, DM me on my Instagram account, which is LHBayard, B-A-Y-A-R-D, um, on Instagram. Um, email, hit or miss on getting in contact with me, but definitely Instagram, direct message, or on LinkedIn, I will more than likely reply to you. Excellent. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm Murray Newlands. You've been listening to the How To CEO podcast. When you decided to become a CEO, the world changed. You can either crash and burn or you can build an amazing company and we're here to give you that advice. Thank you for listening and I look forward to chatting to you next time.